0: You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound. Proudly presented by Kupra. Welcome to Radio Primavera Sound. Our guest today is Lorenzo Senni, an Italian musician whose beatless trance shook the electronic music world uh, in the 2010s and continues to reverberate today. Um, Lorenzo has worked on film soundtracks for The Challenge, Uh, You will be with us in Paradise and most recently Atlante there. A brilliant 2021 film about speedboat culture in Venice. Um, I saw it just over the weekend. I thoroughly, thoroughly recommend it. Um, He plays at the Corto Circuito Festival of Cinema in Santiago de Compostela. Thanks to them for um, helping us to arrange the interview. Uh, We talked a bit about that. Um, Also, his favorite film soundtracks Unfashionable trance, being a Gabavoya, and what comes next for him? Lovely to speak
1: to you. How You played at Curto Circuito, um,
0: yes. Cinema Festival in Santiago uh, this weekend. Yes. How did it go? It
1: was great, actually. Like, it was uh, really epic. Because um, I've never been there. The, the closest I've been uh, was at, in the uh, Leve Festival. Uh, this was years ago in um, Asturias um but I, I i don't i can't pronounce the name of the city Giona, it's <laughs> difficult pronunciation and so uh, um it went really well i i was happy there was uh, people actually quite quite um um enthusiastic about the music so but i think that they are well they are um, used to the festival uh, for what they say Always includes uh, the festival is a is a um, cinema uh, festival, but includes all, always uh, music in the second part of the the program. So they are uh, used to have um, yeah weird stuff uh, coming over.
0: Was it a very different audience view? I mean, the only time I've seen you live was at Sonar, and that was a massive ah, kind of rave setting.
1: Yes. Um, no. I mean, th- the people that i find uh, coming to see me playing it's it's quite uh, uh, a wide range of people because i'm coming from a more like uh, computer music uh, background and my first record are quite abstract and then i moved a bit um, uh, uh, towards uh, something more energetic and that sound more like uh Uh, dance tracks but it's not really so yeah the the crowd was very uh, different from uh, like uh, people just uh, into experimental music or or, uh, kids that wanted more to be like just raving
0: (laughs) so one of the reasons I believe they invited you to play was because you did um, the music to uh, Atlantida Yes, which I saw this weekend, and it is a great film. Um, really, really good. Really stylish. Really kind of draws you in. Um, you worked on the music with Sick Luke and Francesco Fan- Fantini. Yes. So, how did that work out? Which bits of the music were yours? How did the the three of you um, work? Uh, you know, with yeah, shows. Yeah. Um, no, me. Have, um, I have to say that
1: um, this is the. Fourth time that I work with Yuri. Um, Yuri Ancarani is the is the director of uh, Atlantide, and I did uh, uh, I did already three three movies before. One was a short movie, and uh, in the last one, the challenge uh, I collaborated with Francesco Fantini, that is a a long-time collaborator of mine but we worked together on for the first time on a soundtrack and uh, uh, the challenge is entirely uh, orchestral sound so we mm, together worked on the music and then we um recorded the orchestra and was edited on the on the movie Uh, this time with yuri we wanted to um uh, um have, uh, I think, I mean, together with Yuri, we end up uh, um, having the idea of uh, working on with orchestral material and electronic music, but also Yuri, it is is understandable, wanted a more like also a a young uh, trap um, uh, soundtrack for some of the scenes. Because the, the movie, this need is need to say, it's uh, based on uh, very young uh, uh, kids' uh, um, adventures in Venice. Uh, so uh, they listen to trap. So um, that's why also Sick Luke was included for uh, um, the soundtrack to soundtrack part of the scenes that uh, Yuri uh, yeah, thought that was um, fitting that style. And me and Francesco worked on all the other um, aspects of the soundtrack. So uh, some more ambient uh, and um, arpe- electronic uh, music arpeggios. And also the the, the end of the um, movie is all like uh, orchestra um, and the weird noises. Uh, this is also some part that um, we composed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the end of the the end of the film is incredible. Sort of fifteen minutes yeah. yes, of that. images of Venice and beautiful kind of orchestral music. It was really really good.
1: Yes, that that uh, that one was me and Francesco, and uh, we we I have a certain style uh, when I mm, put music together by myself, and Francesco is uh, mostly working in advertisement. But when we um, work together on a soundtrack the very uh, challenging thing is that we want to stay away from what we usually do for, with our solo project so together we experiment a lot and um, wh- one of the things is when there is the possibility of doing it is, is working with an orchestra and uh, all and also yeah other sound that we don't usually um, yeah, it used for our our personal projects.
0: You said recently, um, and I'm I'm going to quote you uh, to yourself. Yeah. It is very important for me to work with limitations in order to explore materials and ideas more in depth. Do, does working on a film give you those limitations that you need?
1: No, and this is what the for me the very very fun part because I realize that uh, with my stuff I'm very very um um control freak of every aspect and this is what i believe uh, make made made it make it interesting in the for the for the people and uh who is following me and um um, i I have references that are very useful when i am working on something instead of having to um invent every day uh <laughs> something new it's, so it's i just want i want to quote uh my maestro this there is a photographer he said like everyone said like my u.s um uh, put on always the same clothes every day and he said like i at least i have something that i don't have to think when i w- wake <laughs> up you know it's like it's something that i give for is there you know i don't have to think at least and this is what is working for me in my music but when i work on a soundtrack and with someone else this is of course it's it's not um um, any more valid and uh, for me this is the very nice aspect of uh, for example yeah working on a soundtrack
0: sorry who is your maestro
1: my maestro is a photographer from uh, this is something that i say often is that i'm a photographer that survives making music because uh, my maestro is not a musician but maestro, my maestro, my master is a photographer italian photographer that now is uh, eight years old and i meet him uh, 20 years old when he was a bit younger and um, i spent uh, uh, a couple of years every day as a studio meeting uh, Uh, many visual artists from all over the world. And I think I learned uh, how to uh, approach my work and also how to speak about my work, uh, just uh, spending time with him. And um, so, you know, he's my maestro, but he's not a musician. So (laughs) it's a bit weird in a way. Okay, Uh, that's cool. How do you think, I mean, generally... Um, obviously, yeah. you've
0: done you've done a few soundtracks now, so you've worked uh, a fair bit in cinema. Not talking about your work, but generally, um, do you think film directors typically use music well, or are you one of those <laughs> musicians who sits in the cinema and you're kind of furious at the musical choices?
1: No, I have to say that uh, just a few seconds about my personal experience. I always complain because... Uh, uh, I love to work with Yuri, but uh, um, the music, even if we speak from the beginning, is always coming at the very last stage and I'm compl- complaining because Yuri has such a um, uh, deep knowledge about the music uh, uh, in general and I'm like, you know how much is important the music why we always end up at the end it's like now you have through three weeks and we have to you know send a movie for this festival so i so i think that um, this is my experience and speaking with my colleagues uh, seems that is always like that the music have uh such a big role in in the movies but it's always you know uh, it's not always like there is much time to work on it. So for me, um, uh, most of the time I realize I, I'm n- nowadays I watch the movies it's, it's thinking also to this aspect. I'm like, wow, this oh, is very well done, uh, considering that probably <laughs> they had a very few, uh, you know very few days for doing it i realized maybe and this is influence, influence a bit my point of view now i i'm looking at it also from the technical aspect you know and i'm thinking you know wow this is very good and uh, uh, considering uh, how much music there is in the movie sometimes some some movies there is so much music in terms of minutes, that you're like, wow, all these minutes are some sometimes are not easy to uh, be made, you know. And uh, uh, when a movie, you know, put so much uh, responsibility to to the music is something else again. So yeah, I I'm looking at it uh, a bit more uh, from this point of view, but I don't consider myself a composer of soundtrack. I'm very, very still a beginner. Do you have a favorite film soundtrack? I have to say that uh, um, I want to say Fifth Element. Uh, mm-hmm. Or it's uh, Eric Serra. Eric, Serra. I don't remember the name. Serra is a French, the French composer. Uh, I don't want to mistake his name. I think is Eric Serra. Uh, yeah, Eric Serra. Eric Serra. Uh, yeah. uh, I think uh, I want to say this one because I this disc- I mean, I've Fifth Element uh, so many years ago, but uh, I discovered Eric Serra work recently let's say, like four or five years ago and I went through all his movies and all his career. It's very interesting how also uh, how good he is and how challenging as being uh sometimes his work when he was working with some directors he did like um uh, he did some i don't remember which movie like uh, i think uh what's the or, or mission impossible or something very very um traditional in a way and he made such a weird soundtrack and every and there was you know like there are some uh, behind the scene uh, stories about you know some problems about uh, of the director dealing with the soundtrack. so yeah i want to say this one
0: and is there a film um that you would really love to redo the the soundtrack to <laughs>
1: um maybe i wanted to say something like uh, uh with um, Kurt Russell something like uh, escape from New York right uh, something like that because um, I don't know like uh, that could be fun. I mean there are you can believe I have many in mind, but uh, maybe something with Carter Russell uh, of that that, that style uh, uh, where something uh, eventually pretty weird could work. But uh, I want to say the the move. Um, Twenty years ago, this month I went with four friends uh, to do a coast to coast in the states four Italian friends, and we recorded with cameras mm. all this adventure, and uh, we have hours and hours of these uh, sh- uh, shootings. And my dream is to compose the music for that, you know, So and give to my best friend uh, the movie with a good soundtrack uh, put together because it's like, this is my dream, you know.
0: <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah. One thing that, that fascinates me about your, your music is that um, when you first came out, or when I first heard your, your music sort of early 2010s roughly, mm-hmm. um, trance music was basically the least fashionable kind of music possible <laughs> um and your music was sort of uh, had a lot of elements of that that music in um and it, it I just found it fascinating that that you you took something that that was so um unfashionable or unmainstream I suppose and kind of yeah. made something very arty out of it um did you ever think about it in those terms of like you know what how what you were dealing with uh, how trance was perceived totally
1: totally because i can easily say that uh, mm, those uh, experiments from 2010 and 2011 and uh, my record quantum jelly was the first uh, the first records from a certain um, contest uh, dealing with trance when trans was considered uh, the pure uh, evil, you know, and uh, I got very bad reviews. I got uh, people quite uh, skeptical about my work. And uh, and this, of course, is part of uh, something. And and now, you know, in the past years, trans has been such a reference for so many people, like, but uh, without um, the credibility of the of certain contest uh starting from quantum jelly that could never been a reamp and re um uh using trends again like we do is used now um without those you know those records so uh i can easily say that uh, yeah i was Probably the first um, embracing trans, uh, uh, when really was um, was wasn't not even more a mainstream genre was became like a decadent mainstream genre. Then no one wants to even pronounce the the word trans anymore. But you know this is uh, what really also uh, was. Uh, good for me to work with uh, uh, my record was out in 2012 on edition mego and i played the shows before that record where uh, i was experimenting with using build ups of trance tracks and play them all together and uh, as i as i mentioned before i i got so many bad reviews like from The wire and uh, you know all these um, thing. But, you know, if you are not the first one to believe on what you do, no one can believe that. I kept doing and uh, there's been, you know, always more people interested on what I was doing. And this also for, for two reasons. Someone was attracted by the concept behind this, so was, could accept uh, some uh, sonical sonic references that was for them not acceptable before, but the concept, the idea, let them, uh, you know, accept those. And all the other people, of course, they were um, uh, into. They they accept my music because of the sound uh, and uh, you know the sound that is it as uh, it's quite um, catchy in itself you know yeah so yeah i mean i can easily say that uh, that i was one of the first
0: oh definitely definitely
1: (laughs) and i I wonder now
0: that that trance is uh being talked about again and indeed you could say fashionable again do you ever feel like you might move away from it
1: oh yes i mean like um uh, i i think that you know uh I my background, uh, I from 15, 14, I played in uh, hardcore bands. I was uh, you know in a punk hardcore scene in my region, and I what was always about uh, a part of the sound was this idea of challenging the audience and you know go on stage and you know with the sound, with the volume, with the lyrics challenging who who was in front of us, even if it was um, an audience of uh, hardcore kids, you know, you needed to be like louder, you need to be, uh, you know, this uh, could be applied to what I I did with TRANS and now I'm, uh, uh, of course, I'm very into my work and I I think it's always developing, but uh, recently this enthusiasm Toward, uh, uh having people challenged it's a bit less uh, interesting for me because it's uh, you know I don't know <laughs> like again like I say like this is a, something that I, I it comes from when I was young like if it if everyone are into the it then I'm out you know yeah <laughs> uh, so yeah I'm, I'm working on stuff that of course at something in common, what I did before, but it somehow is uh, going uh, away. You know, um, yeah. It's uh, but it's something that I think it's it's a personal approach. I'm, I have nothing against the the use of uh, uh, trans reference and trans sound even now. You know,
0: yeah. Because that was something coming back to Atlantide. there. There was yeah. um, moments. Uh, in the film um i'm thinking of one of the the, the boat rides through venice late at night um when yes. the, the 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 woman is sitting on the on the front of the on the front of the boat it's a hedonistic ride um, yes. and that is one of the moments where they 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 do listen to electronic music they listen to some things that are almost quite trancey and i was wondering for a second if you had actually produced any any of that any of that music you know actually not uh, not
1: <laughs> no, and um, and that's a bit the the point. Um, when discussing with Yuri and um, me and Yuri n- know each other since a uh, long time, and uh, and he is from uh, my region, so we really like we know each other since long time. And what I want to avoid, it's uh, it's that thing but i understand that the director needs to um, fulfill his ideas so you know um i didn't do that but uh you know i was very happy of doing all the other stuff you know
0: (laughs) could you have quite easily made that do you think
1: um it depends it depends because uh um maybe in in the way he wanted it not because uh, uh, the way i reference to trans uh, it's very peculiar thing and uh, somehow some friends always said like you always reference to trans or to those sound but there is so much other music that sound more trancy than you. So I think that Yuri wanted something that really sounded trancy in a very, I don't want to use the word in a bad way, a stereotypical way, you know, like, uh, like yeah. uh, exactly like people imagine trance sound, you know, <laughs> sometimes I approach it uh, in a very different way. And uh, uh, that's not the the way that most of the people expect. So probably not. I, I think that uh, Sick Look, what he did uh, was good for the movie because uh, Yuri um, put it uh, there. So I really um, uh, don't want. To, I, I really have. Uh, um, I don't know what to say. I I respected the, the choices, but uh, I have also to say that probably my approach w- w- wouldn't be exactly that one. You know.
0: I want to ask what you thought of the recent GABA revival too, because I know Gabba Eleganza recorded for Presto, yes. your your label.
1: Are you a fan of GABA? Okay, like I have to say that uh, I don't know much. The, the 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 thing is that exactly with trans, uh, all the terms that I use, like voyeur, uh, um, I really try to explain the fact that wh- when I was young and I, I was a punk and an hardcore kid, but you know, hardcore, you know, not hardcore. Gabber, but hardcore like band, American hardcore, you know. Yeah, Black Flag <laughs> uh, things. Yeah, exa- exa- exactly. Exactly. Uh, minor Thread or whatever. So, um, I was experiencing uh, trance and Gabber as a voyeur, because uh, my friends were taking me there and in those huge clubs very close to my house and uh, I didn't know really what was going on. I, I wasn't bored, but I really didn't know what was going on. And plus, I was part of the straight edge hardcore scene. So I was not even drinking, not even taking drugs. And all my friends are super high on everything. So um, I experienced this music uh, in a very personal way. Uh, so uh, so when I I speak about my music as a rave voyeurism, is because I really um, it it really reflect reflect a bit of my personal experience with uh, um, with that. So I was like I was one of the few sober people in in a huge club, and um, I loved that. So um, again, like when when I know. Alberto Gabber Eleganza since uh, many years and uh, I I love what he is doing. I want to always p- point out that for me is imp- important, like with the trance uh, to develop something out of that and the revival thing. Never I really never cared at all. You know, uh, I never really played uh, any DJ set where I was playing trance tracks, uh, if not only the build ups, but was just like uh, to explain my work. I don't I'm not really into the revival idea. I think it's very bad. Uh, All everything else that is developing uh, in an interesting way. It's very welcome
0: it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you today Thanks for um <laughs> you, you you've said um you've got you are working on new things just one last thing any any yes. uh, any idea when we can expect new um... uh,
1: yeah I because my my record was out my last record was out in 2020 and uh, my idea is to finish uh, this uh, new record in before the end of the year and uh, probably in uh, already like before of the summer and next summer there will be singers out and this is my hope and this is what I'm uh, you know really try to achieve so yeah uh, eventually be, on the spring 2023 there will be some uh, new music to listen yeah I hope.
0: I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I, was, I was wondering because not
1: only did you
0: uh, revive trance, you predicted the chess revival as well with your last album. I is, don't know,
1: <laughs> honest. I don't know. I I don't know if I loved. I I know, uh, uh, I, um, I discovered how my record, uh, uh, how to finish my music. Just when I f- I find out the name of the record it was like Skakomato, checkmate. Uh, okay. And after that, I could finish my record because I got into a uh, chess and I really realized um, what was happening with me. That was like a fight with myself where I was. Yeah, was so and I met Kasparov. And so I don't know, like I hope I will, I will, uh, I will uh, uh, initiate uh, something else. You know, I don't <laughs> know, like I do. I I'm. I am exploring some new ideas. So eventually someone will be uh, uh, influenced uh, after that. uh, And uh, this is uh, something very, that makes me very uh... Cool. Well, uh, (laughs) Lorenzo, it was absolutely lovely to speak to you today. Uh, You
0: can't see me, but I am waving uh, goodbye.
1: (laughs) See you soon. And thanks a lot for the interview. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.